This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q1.2, King, the Daily Discipline of Physically Training the Body. Dredd has written three main points regarding the king. First, a man's right relationship with himself, his fitness, begins with his body. Because it is his most fundamental piece of physical equipment, a man must get his body upright and keep it in the normal upright position at all times if he wants to be effective. In fact, because preparedness requires him to be ready for the unexpected, not just to get ready for the expected, the high-impact man, having turned pro, is focused on gradually but consistently accelerating his fitness level rather than merely staying in shape. Staying in shape is what amateurs do. Secondly, a man maintains fitness for reasons outside of himself. A man who turns pro doesn't exercise to get good at exercising. His goal is preparedness a far broader and deeper objective than just feeling strong and looking good at the beach, although there is nothing wrong with either of those two things. The goal of the king is to constantly increase 3S2T, speed, strength, stamina, toughness physical, and toughness mental. Finally, fitness is best accelerated by running with faster men. There is no best or only way to accelerate 3S2T. What works best for the individual man will be dependent on the man himself and the circumstances of time, place, and age that are beyond his control. However, it really is simple. If you want to learn how to run faster, just find a faster man and chase him until you catch him. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion from the classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about the king. Let's get uh, away from the self-effacer. Why don't now. we go ahead and roll the Let's opening? Let's roll the opening. And, and we're, we're back. back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front. But that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Which takes us, uh, finally, <clears throat> to the substantive portion. This week's cute point... Uh, is the uh, is the king the king is the king which is the daily discipline of physically training the body yes it's q1.2 if you're following along on the on our brilliant numbering system mm. q.1 it's uh, very sophisticated q1.1 being yeah. brp we did last week um, next week we'll do q1.3 just just throwing it out God there for you kids the don't rise all right here's your three socratics and these are the probing questions that are designed to elicit uh, manly discussion and yes, reasonable debate. And thought. Question number one, what's the most important component of fitness? Question number two, what is the purpose of exercise? And question three, what is the best way to accelerate one's fitness? And again, acceleration is simply moving more quickly today than you were yesterday. Yes. Which is the idea of the DRP. Right. We have three spurs, and these are the three things that we try to take away. If you can remember nothing else, remember this. Right. As a way of capturing the particular lesson. 
the first spur for the king is a man's right relationship with himself. His fitness begins with his body. His right relationship, and that's right being right. in the upright uh, right position. position, right? Yeah. With himself, his fitness begins with his body. That's where it starts. That's why the king is first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are not accelerating your fitness gradually and consistently on a more or less everyday basis, you are not in right relationship with your own body. And again, that just means you are not going to be able to accelerate. That's right. You're not going to be able to be as effective as you would be if you did do those things. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You will not be able to pull the bags off the carousel in the airport. You will not be able to play catch with your son in the backyard. You mm-hmm. will not be able to carry me a mile in eight minutes. If uh, well, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> All right. The body, uh, Franklin, as I know you know, houses the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a, it's pretty ubiquitous kind of most faith systems to think, think that yes. way, that, yeah. to separate the physical flesh from the soul yeah. itself. Uh, our particular worldview that we share, that many men share, is that the soul is kind of our connection to God, and the soul returns to God, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of deal, and the flesh corrupts and fades away. But while you are on earth, the body houses the soul, and mm-hmm. there's a deep connection between the way your body feels and the way your soul reacts or the way you feel inside. For sure. For sure, right? Yeah. So the better you feel because your body is physically trained and in shape and feeling good, the better your soul will react. So it's tough to get right without hitting that, right? Yes. Which brings us to the last kind of idea in this first spur is of the royalty race, Mm -hmm. which is the king, what we're talking about now, next Mm -hmm. week's cue point, which is the queen. The queen. And finally, the jester. Now, the king and the queen, this idea comes from Jack LaLanne, who was like one of the original exercise gurus when I was a kid, watching TV up in Yankee land. It was on (laughs) every day, and you'd watch this incredibly fit. In his kitchen or something, Dude in his kitchen wearing this crazy jumpsuit, (laughs) skin-tight jumpsuit. Which... I really think we should offer on the gear. But store. this guy would work out using a kitchen chair, and, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, body weight, and just whatever he had, and bullion yeah. or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever he had on hand. Right? <laughs> Potatoes. Uh, and uh, he had a lot of sayings, very yeah. much like Jocko bombs. And right. One of them was Lelaine bombs. Well, yeah. One of them was you know, exercise is king, uh, diet is queen. You know, mm-hmm. and if you put the two of them together, you got a fitness kingdom, right? Right. So we got the idea of the king and queen from Jack Lane. Right. From that idea. Uh, but we added the jester because uh, our further belief is it doesn't matter how fit you are physically, how far you can run or how fast you can run or the fact that you're eating kale every day. Right. If there's some temptation of the flesh that's hindering your acceleration, it ain't going to amount to anything anyway. Yeah. You're, you still won't be able to have the influence and, and, uh, right. and accelerate the way that you should. So the royalty race, for those of you who have ever uh, had the pleasure of watching a Charlotte Knights minor league baseball game, at the most uh, – well-populated, the most popular minor league baseball park in America. I don't know if you know that. Who knew? Uh, at the seventh inning stretch, they open up the uh, doors mm-hmm. in the outfield, and three jabroni giant puppets run out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's dressed as a king, one's a queen, one's a jester, and they have this royalty race. Yes. You know, it's the Charlotte Knights. <clears throat> right. Race, like around the bases, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. not around the Around the, around the outfield. Track, around okay. The and then sometimes the king, queen, some king wins, sometimes the queen, but oftentimes the jester sneaks up behind him and trips one of them. Sure. So that's a good visual representation of the way your life as a man is going to be on a daily basis. You know, you're running that king as hard as you can, recognizing, as we'll talk about next week, that you can't outrace a bad queen. Mm-hmm. But you better have your uh, you better have your rearview mirror open for that gesture. Going to sneak up and try to trip you because it is something that is always there, right? Always present, 
and uh, that if you don't have your eyes on it, true, true. you're going to have a The ever-present jester in our <clears> lives. And again, yep. that's a couple of weeks from now. So second spur, that kind of culminates the first spur, but second spur is a man maintains fitness for reasons outside of himself. Yeah, which I think is an interesting one. So uh, first kind of idea of this is there's an eternal purpose to it, right? That mm-hmm. uh, however, whatever your, shapes your worldview, that the, the hard work you're putting in sweating today is not only for you to have a healthier tomorrow here on the big ball, mm-hmm. but also has some sort of eternal dynamic, like this body, this flesh bag we have right. that houses our soul was given to us by the sky cue, and he wants us to keep it in shape, right? right. There's, there's something you know, eternal to that. You know, there's a reason outside of ourselves. We don't just work out to feel good and to look good at a, a poolside pose down, right, right, at the country club. Although neither of those things are bad. No, right? I, I wouldn't. I would, right. wouldn't be sad if either one. Yeah. It's also to enable us to do all the things a man is called to do throughout yeah. his day, throughout his yeah. life. That's the eternal purpose. Uh, because you know, this is a uh, military truism. I don't know who who you can attribute it to. Fatigue mm-hmm. makes cowards of us all. As soon as you are breathing heavily and you drop down from the upright position to hands on mm-hmm. knees facing the earth, sucking down O2 because right. your cardiovascular system isn't functioning very well, you are now in the position of surrender. Yeah, you, you're about to get did. You're about to get did. So you become a coward. I don't care how brave you are. As soon as, you're, as, soon as you can't breathe anymore, you are now a coward. And, and I, I mean coward in the sense that you will not be able to Yeah, you're going to make choices that are— physical harm. Right. Yeah. You can't suspend fear. No. It's far easier, right? Well, at that point, your little lizard brain kicks in, and you're going to be self-preservation right. mode. I mean, we're going to talk about courage in, a, in yeah. another uh, part of this, you know, down the road, down the road. a little bit, another um, quadrant. Mm-hmm. But we define courage in F three as the ability or the skill or the willingness to set aside fear to turn hardship into grace. Not that you don't feel the fear, right? You're able to set it aside. You just, yeah, uh, you don't succumb to it. You don't succumb to it. Far more likely that you will be able to do that if you are in in top physical condition. Yes. Far more likely. Yes. All right. Uh, we when we talk about fitness, um, we within the terms of a workout, individual F three workout, we use the the acronym. It's really just a series of letters and numbers. Three S two T. Yes. Which is uh, stamina, strength, speed, and uh, the two T stand for toughness, physical, and toughness, mental. All right. Three S two T. So if you're thinking about what kind of workout do I want? Yeah. What do I want to get or what do I want to give my brothers if I'm the Q? Well, you want to give them something that's going to push their stamina, accelerate mm-hmm. their stamina, right? Right. Accelerate their speed, you know, their speed ability to move important. from point to point, yep. uh, and their strength. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why a boot camp really lends itself well to those things. Also, again, physical toughness, right? There's something physically makes you physically tough about rolling around in a mud puddle, mm-hmm. right? As yeah. opposed to being on a nice, soft uh, Third mat. core principle. That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that gives you that physical tough. Falling down on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, putting your hands on the on the concrete makes you physically tough. But it also makes you mentally tough. Getting up in the morning, going out when you, you're fairly certain it's going to be a rainy, cold, wet, whatever, making mm-hmm. yourself do it will make you mentally tougher. And that's a huge aspect of it, this mental toughness aspect. And, a, and if a, an ideal after you work out would hit all these. Yeah. All these issues, yeah. right? All, or all these uh, points. All right. That's... Uh, that's the second spur, which is a man maintains fitness for reasons outside of himself. The third spur is fitness is best accelerated by running with faster men. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And 
the purpose of this spur being in the, this particular cue point is to try to help guys s- simplify this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, working out or physical fitness, you know, the whole physical fitness industry is so complicated. Mm-hmm. Right, there's so many choices. There's hot yoga. There's oh yeah, CrossFit. There's yeah. you know, you name Iron it. Tribe. You know, uh, there's there's just the traditional gyms. There's all the YMCA's. Don't there's, forget jazz. I know you do some j- Zumba. Yeah, you know, there's all oh, those yeah. things. Um, and I want to say uh, that there's no one way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard a bunch of guys talking about hot yoga the other day. It doesn't happen to be my deal. They're talking about how hard it is. One of the guys I know is in great shape. I'm like. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. I know. I mean, I do. I do I'm some, not here to judge. I do some core alignment stuff that that's yoga based mm-hmm. by myself, but I, I don't. You know, I've got an hour a day to do this, and I'm not going to spend it doing that. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't think it's a good thing. I certainly do, because there's there's no one way. Right. 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 Um, however, that being said, however you're getting it, it's far better to do it as a group than it is as a singleton. So if a guy said to me. I got this great Jocko-based workout, right. sweating all over the pavement, kettlebells, and I do it by myself. All by myself. And, I, and, and he goes, do you think I should do that or do this Zumba class? I'm picking on Zumba. I don't even know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I my do wife it. Does yeah. it so I, you know, well, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's jazzercise or something. Something. I'd say Zumba. Because it's guys. Yeah. Because there's more people. Or yoga or cold yoga. Because you're doing it with other people. Why do you, you think know? that's so important? Because you're far more likely to keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I for years and years was a solo guy. You know, when I was mm-hmm. a sad clown, I had these rigorous workouts, and I would do them by myself. You know, and if we had cell phones, I guess I would have taken pictures of my hands and my sweat spot and tweeted those right. out and all that stuff. But get some, get some. You know, um, and not ripping on Jocko because I think he works out with other guys. Uh, but yeah. uh, my point here is <laughs> that doing it with a group of other men will push you to the fastest guy, the strongest guy. It always will do that. Mm-hmm. Running with a faster man will make you faster. It it just will. It's the way the market works, right? And a guy tweeted at me today, or no, he put a comment on the website saying, but shouldn't the faster guy lift up the slower guys? And I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, by outrunning them. Just be in there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no. I'm, right? Just yeah. be in there, right? Yeah. He will. Well, I'll tell you, there's a guy, uh, not to get Homer on it again, but there's a guy down where I am, uh, Reborn, who is constantly first he's he's king in it and but he without fail it doesn't matter how far back the last guy is he'll go back and get him and he'll just run sure. it twice doesn't matter to him doesn't i mean bother I him love, a bit. Uh, you know right? I, that's what i love about i've been so many boot camps all over f3 nation yeah. and uh i've learned so much different stuff i've been to workouts guy does stuff and uh there's one guy because I go to Revolution on Saturday here in Charlotte. There's one mm-hmm. guy who works out there, and I'll say, "What the heck is this?" And he'll say, "It's on your Lex- Exacon." Like I didn't write the Exacon, right? You right. Know, I think no, AP it's... wrote it. I don't know who wrote it. Literally, no idea. But uh, you know, he had us. Gosh, I wish I could remember the song. It wasn't Roxanne. It's one of these things where a song comes on. Uh huh. Oh, like I know it, what it is. It's was it this, Thunderstruck uh, or something like that? No, or? it wasn't that one. It's um. Oh, the song goes. The guy keeps saying, "Get down." But I get back up. Oh, 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 the uh, tub thumping. Tub, th- is that what yeah, it is? Chumba Chumbawamba. Yeah. And we're doing this thing. Yeah. Every time every he said. Burpee. How's it go? I get knocked down. I get knocked down. Because every time yeah. he says knocked down, you got to do a, a burpee. Uh-huh. So we did this. And I loved it. I said, well, this is a brilliant. He kept, he goes, it's on your website. You, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you memorized right. everything on there? You no, know, I mean, 
It's just another good way. Yeah. You know, we ended up doing 40 burpees in, a, I don't know how long that song is. Probably three and a half minutes. Three and a half like minutes. That. I was like, yeah, it's great, man. It's pretty good. But the key is that we're doing it together. It's that this is the power of working out with faster men. Yeah. You will have no choice but to get faster. When I, when I was uh, 25 years old, uh, maybe a little older than that, I was a big, big weightlifter. I was a decent runner, but mm. a big, big weightlifter. And I had this buddy. I was in third special forces with Bragg, and I had this buddy who was in the 82nd, so we're not in the same unit. But we would work out together. He was a really good runner, uh, but he's kind of weak upper body, you know. But he's he's bigger guy, but he was just not strong, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, I want to start work, lifting weights. Will you teach me how to do it? I said, fine. I said, you know, I'd like to get faster because mm-hmm. he'd run college track, I think. He goes, oh, you know, okay, we'll start doing some intervals yeah. and stuff like that. So we start lifting weights together and running together. And gradually, over the course of four months, mm-hmm. he got stronger than me and I got faster than him. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That is funny. Because it turns out I was a little better of a natural runner than uh-huh. him. And doing And so the techniques... Like, like doing some are... intervals and 30-second repeats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Made, I'd never done them before. But I got significantly faster to the point where I was... I, sh- I was outrunning him. And, but we were lifting weights, and I started out, you know, whatever I was doing, he was doing. I was, there was a 30 pound gap, like I mm-hmm. mentioned. He ended up being significantly stronger than me. Hmm. You know, and uh, both, so we're both far. I didn't get weaker. Well, I was going to say, neither, and he didn't get slower. Right. Right. And neither one of you would right. have figured we both that accelerated out. accelerated in own. an area that, yeah. for whatever reason, hadn't been our area. And uh, that's the power of faster men. Because you couldn't figure that that's out right. on your own. And it's key about this king and why it's first is. You know, and we'll talk about it next week. The king can't, you can't out king your queen. Right. Diet is, is necessary, right? I know. But it all kind of starts. The reason that you'll start eating well is because you're feeling good from working out. Yes. It's far easier to do this first. And no, that's true. If you don't do it, right? And you get, as you age and, you know, you're like, I don't know if I was going to be whatever I thought it was going to be. It breaks down to this same deal, man. You got to work out. You gotta accelerate your fitness. Otherwise, you can't think fast. You can't talk slow. You can't drink less. And for God's sakes, you can't stay low. Without it all, Frank. Mm. It's just a must. And you know what, brother? Now that I'm getting a good look at you. Yeah. You still have a face for radio. (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but this is a podcast. (laughs) Good night, Frank. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at 43feetpodcast or send a carrier pigeon to 43 Feet, 1415 South Church Street, Suite B, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28203. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 Feet out front. <laughs>